Hey, how y'all doing out there? I am the Hood Unicorn, or you can call me Sunshine Rains, or you can call me You Need a Motivator, but either way, I'm here to help you. This is Ask the Hood. It is the live advice line, and it's virtual, meaning you can click in, I can see you, you can see me, we could do this face-to-face thing, okay? If you need any advice, whether it's business or personal advice, maybe you need just a little bit of motivation or a little bit of sunshine in your life, you can tune in every night at 10.30 like you're doing now, and we can get started, because that's what I do. So, you know... I ain't trying to be like nothing and say nothing, but folks ain't never on time. So if you are here and you are on time, you can just listen to me do a little ditty ditty. You know, the finger placement on the guitar, this ain't a guitar, this is a ukulele. Okay, but the finger placement on the ukulele, you know, you got my fingers is ignorant. I got to get my fingers intelligent. They ignorant. They not very strong. You know what I mean? And G is a bitch. My finger don't want to do it. Yeah, that don't sound like the Hawaiian music. But. If you wonder why people take up uh, instruments, it's because, well, I don't know about y'all, but the reason why I took up an instrument was, one, you have to be disciplined to learn how to do something that you don't know how to do. And two, um, when you learn how to play an instrument, you create a new fold in your brain. And of course, more folds mean you're smarter and stuff like that that so i'm always trying to do something to make my brain smart so you know i be i be doing stuff so you know i'm working on the ukulele trying to get my fingers strong though because boy and then it's good for rememory because you got to have rememory to remember where you're gonna put your fingers at on this thing so you know I'm, i'm i'm trying you can teach an old dog new tricks. I'm about to be damn near 30, 38 years old. I'm trying to learn something new. Next, we're going to learn a language. I think Mandarin would be smart. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're going to go ahead and get started with the questions. If you have any questions or comments or want to t- chime in, all you got to do is do that. I can read and talk at the same time. Unless you write a dissertation, I'm not reading all that shit. I don't, I can't, um, no. What's up, Moneymaker Lex? How you doing for joining? Uh, so this first question we have today says, Dear, I can't say who is to because it wasn't necessarily to me, but I'm going to answer the question anyway. Nigga shit. <laughs> uh, One of my close relatives has a good dog that I loathe. If you don't know what that means, loathe means I do not like it for the people who don't read. It has often been brought to family gatherings. And every single time, it annoys me considerably. The dog stays close to our dinner table and constantly whines for food and attention. The dog's horrible manners are obviously tolerated and even encouraged by the owners by feeding it from the table. This has ruined my appetite. 
I will hold a gathering at our house soon, and I feel that I am entitled to a great time in my own home without that ill-mannered beast. But since they are very attached to it, I don't know how to ask the owners not to bring it without offending them. Signed, Pet Lover. Um... I'm going to say this from both ends of the of the conversation. One, if you don't like they dog and it's your house, you can do two things. Call them ahead of time and say, do not bring your dog. This is not a question. This is not, I'm not asking. This is a very clear statement. Do not. Bring your dog. The other thing that you can do is you cannot invite them. And then when they ask, well, how come I'm never invited? You'd be like, oh, well, I don't do pets and you got a service animal. So since your dog got to go everywhere, you got to go. I didn't invite you. That's another way to do it. And then they'll say, oh, I could have left dog at home. You can do that. or. This the this the one. Tell them put the dog outside. How about that? I don't understand why people are so afraid to speak up for themselves. It's your shit. It's your house. What what? Bring some in my house and I don't want it to. Um. Okay, so here go another one. Ready? My sister-in-law lives in another state, so she often mails my daughter's gifts to us after she buys them online. Then she expects me to wrap them. The icing on the cake, she's now saying I need to add bows to these gifts, but she doesn't send any money for the wrapping paper or the bows. I think this is very rude. My daughter thinks her aunt takes the time to purchase these gifts when she's only pressing a button and that and that is what it is. With everyone shopping online more and more, this new trend to have parents wrap gifts instead of the person giving them. Y'all really up here mad that somebody buying your kids something and you got to wrap it? Don't wrap it then. Get it and put it in a bag with some tissue paper. Like, why is this a problem? It is worse things to worry. I know, you know what? I bet you $5 her name is is Karen. I, I bet you. I bet you her name was Karen. I bet you. Mm. Uh, no, I don't care nothing about no working now. Hold on, hold on. Now, if any of you out there have a question, have something that you want to talk about or anything, please let me know. You know, I I answer y'all questions too. Oh, here go one. I recently left a relationship with a man who was emotionally and financially controlling and frequently verbally aggressive towards me. Well, good for you for leaving. I'm proud of you. Um, complete with explicit. Oh. And physical threat. Oh, basically, he told you, fuck you a couple times. Fuck you, bitch. I kill you. That's what he said. I bet you that's what he said. After we broke up, he would send me endless text messages and emails calling me an evil whore. Well, were you? 
I mean, that might have been his opinion of you. I don't know. Like, sometimes we play victim, but I'm not saying, no, that don't. I'm just saying. We don't know his side either, though. Less than a week after I ended things, my best friend of six years and current roommate had sex with him. Oh. So did your roommate not experience all these times where he was a complete controlling, verbally aggressive asshole with explicitives and physical threats? I came home unannounced to find him in our home. This led me to have an anxiety attack. Oh, that's what you had. This wouldn't have been an anxiety attack. This wouldn't have been an anxiety attack, okay? This would have been a Medea's family reunion type deal, baby. Um, She tends to get blinders when it comes to male attention, and he can be very charming and manipulative when he wants to be, and she's hanging out with him 24-7. No, boo. What he's doing is he's hollering at your homegirl to piss you off. This is a mental game. You ain't had no brothers before, boo-boo. That ain't what he doing. He ain't talking to that girl because he like her and she ain't, she just dumb. He, he fucking with you. He fucking with you. Like I said before, and they say in the captions, don't you better, you better go talk to a lawyer before you do what I say. But if I was you, make some breakfast, make some grits, bitch. Somebody deserves some hot grits with butter. And milk. What? She's talking about, I do not feel comfortable. I'd like to have her in my life, but honestly, I feel betrayed. Is there any way to salvage this friendship while keeping my ex out the picture? Okay, this is all you. You have some real issues on yourself because there is no way I'm about to still be friends with somebody who lives in my household who's willing to fuck my ex-boyfriend a week later in my house. First of all, how the fuck is she still living in your house? How the fuck is she still considered your friend? How in the fuck does her face not have a sign that say closed for the week? Her eye would have a sign on it right here that say closed for the week. Come back soon. Ain't no way in holy hell. Girl. That turned the other cheek and an eye for an eye shit to get your ass. Mm. ain't reading all that. Oh, wait. No. Wait, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. Okay. Uh, I'm a 50-year-old self-employed professional and I have no friends. Aw. I know a lot of people and have plenty of acquaintances. Sounds like you're an asshole. I've moved to the Midwest about five years ago after getting divorced. I remarried recently and my husband is my best friend and pretty much my only friend. We met online. You are definitely an asshole. I know I need more than this, but I have not been able to connect with anyone socially here for much more than occasional cup of coffee because you are probably really an asshole. <laughs> I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with being an asshole, okay? Ain't nothing wrong with it. But if at 50, you don't have friends, you don't, it, like, you only consider everybody to be your acquaintance, you've been divorced, 
And when you get married, the only person you get you get married to is somebody that you met online because you didn't have to get out, baby. You probably an asshole. Uh, she goes on to say, I don't have any children of my own. My stepdaughters are in college, so there are no play dates, no kids, no carpool activities, or the usual things women do to meet and connect with others. Being self-employed, I don't have the typical office crowd to socialize with after work. I've tried to connect with other women via the Chamber of Commerce groups. What? That doesn't sound like fun people to hang out with. But it seems I end up meeting people who just want to sell me stuff. <laughs> exactly. And I really don't want to form a friendship. So I go to yoga class and I go to the gym. But it seems like no battery sticks around afterward to socialize. Because you don't go to yoga to hang out with other. That's not. Baby, you don't know how to make friends. Oh, how do you tell a 50-year-old how to make friends? Okay, hold on. Let me keep going. Um, it seems that nobody really sticks around afterwards to socialize. I tried to start a book club in my neighborhood, but the only two people who have joined have now moved. <laughs> oh, I have been involved in volunteer organizations, which gives me something to do outside of work, but I have yet to meet people I really click with. I used to have a diverse group of friends when I moved, when I lived in another state and I had plenty of friends in college. So I know I'm not completely socially inept. How else can I connect with people? Is it just me or is making friends in the middle age this hard for everyone? Signed, lovely, uh, older lady. I'm going to give you the easiest way to make friends at the age of 50 if you don't fucking know. You ready? Roll the blunt. I swear to God, pass a blunt to somebody. You automatically make a friend. You you release endorphins. You let down your inhibitions. You don't give a fuck. You just, you just talk to the person. You talk about whatever because you don't care. I promise you, go roll a blunt and then go sit somewhere and just see what happened. Okay, we got a question live. It says, oh, that is too small for my eyes right now. Let me fix this. Hold on. Let me fix this branding because I can't see that. My best friend, Mike, has bad drinking problem, but I don't know how to confront him. Please help. Okay. First of all, be a good friend and don't be the asshole to take him places where there's liquor involved. Like, change how you act around him first because just telling him, oh, you have a drinking problem while you have liquor all around the house or while you're at a bar or while you're in a situation or going to a situation where he can, you know, possibly drink again is kind of like being an asshole. Like, don't tell me something and not help me. So definitely be the, the rock that he needs. But As far as his drinking problem is concerned, how did what is he doing that makes you feel as though he has a drinking problem? Like, does he have multiple DUIs? Uh, is he drunk texting his ex girlfriend? Is he is he fighting people? Like, what what you might call a drinking problem, he might just call a fun Saturday night. I'm just saying we we need some we need some context here. Let's see. 
Okay, so you said we are literally getting shit faced right now. So you, you and your friend got a drinking problem. So didn't go to AA together. You got to first decide what the problem is. Maybe your drinking problem isn't that you're drinking. It's that you don't have enough to drink. I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, <laughs> if you drinking now, talking about your buddy have a drinking problem, you, you is your buddy's drinking problem. <laughs> you brought it a problem, bruh. <laughs> he said, damn, I never thought of that. <laughs> See, it always, it always be your... It always be the folks closest to you. <laughs> okay. Let me answer another question. Let me see what else we got here. Joey, I appreciate that. That, that tickled. That tickled. Here's one. Uh, I'm a 20-year-old girl who is still a virgin. Congratulations. Way to, way to hold out. I haven't had a real kiss or dated either. My mom and friends think it's because I read a lot of romance novels and imagine something like that happening to me. Are they right? Will I ever find love? Sign a hopeless romantic. Okay, girl, you got the right person to ask this to because let me tell you, okay? Real talk. I used to read Eric Jerome Dickey books growing up, like... When I say men were supposed to say the exact right thing at the exact right time, and it was just supposed to be all like, you are my sun and my moon and my earth. It don't be like that. It don't. Do you know? I'm going to tell y'all how I lost my virginity, okay? I lost my virginity, like, it was during track practice, like, after track practice, and the guy's mom not his mom, but his dad came home and he sat down and rolled a blunt and I hid in the closet for like three hours sitting on top of some track shoes and some dirty clothes. And then when we actually did it, both of us were virgins. And so he didn't know where stuff was supposed to go and neither did I. It, it, was, it wasn't a pleasant, it's, it's never going to be what you thought it was going to be. Just do it. I say, just do it. Just Make sure whoever you do it, I personally don't think two virgins should do it. Somebody should have a good mental understanding of how this situation is supposed to go down. If both people is going into this blind, you just don't know what you're going to end up with. And that's just never, that's just not clean. It's just not, don't work out right. He ended up eating bananas for three days and called him Planned Parenthood. And my mama gonna kill me. My bad. <laughs> Flashbacks. I'm sorry. Okay. One more question and then we out of here unless somebody gives me a live question. Uh, okay. This is actually a good one. This is kind of funny. So my new father-in-law has always, always greets me with a hug and a kiss on the mouth. I come from a family who doesn't kiss on the lips and I find it extremely awkward. I'm not sure how to handle the situation. I don't want to bring it up to him because I'm afraid it would be offensive. It's your mouth. 
who are these people? I have mentioned it to my husband who kind of shrugged it off saying his father is old school. I have stated, I have started turning my head when we greet so that he hits my cheek instead of my mouth. Please advise me on how to deal with this sign turning the cheek. First of all, it's your mouth. Why are you having a problem explaining to another person that they are invading your space? I really need you to say something, okay? Like, I need you to Jamie Foxx the fuck out of him now. Like, like, bruh, that is not what we do. That is not okay. You do not know where his dad's mouth has been. What if his dad's mouth had just been on his mom's vertical lips? And now he kissing your horizontal lips. That's nasty. That's nasty. Then your husband kissed your lips. And now your husband then kissed his mom. That's just too much. That's too merch. That is too merch. You need to speak up and say something. Okay? This is, this is too much. I'm going to tell y'all something. So when me and my husband first got together, one time his daddy grabbed me on the booty. And I was like, whoa. And I just squirt. I was like, George, your daddy just grabbed my ass. Like, you speak up right then and there. And you know what his daddy said? He said, I was just checking to see if you was a floozy. What? What? Not no floozy. I'm ratchet. He kisses you on the mouth. Do you know what old man mouth be like when it had a little bit of extra spit that just hang together and it, it the little white pieces in the side? Ugh. It be, ugh. Ugh. And you letting him. You nasty. Just, just nasty. I'm worried about you. I'm gonna need you to. I'm gonna need you to correct that. Okay. All right, y'all. That's my 20 minutes. I'm gonna go ahead and get out of here. I hope you tune in. <clears throat> What's tomorrow? I don't even know today. Hey, look, listen. If you are on, I know you're hearing this in your ear. If you hear that noise in the background, I do not have gas. That is not flagellants. I am sitting in my hair chair and it keeps moving. So it gives you a little reverb. Like that is not a boot poot or a boot toot. It's Saturday. Damn, it's already Saturday. Okay. Um, well, y'all won't see me tomorrow. It ain't Saturday. Candy, it ain't Saturday. Okay, look, let me tell y'all something. I'm going to tell y'all what's up. I got a show coming up on Saturdays. It's called What the Fuck Netflix. I'm about to start posting for it. Oh, wait a minute. We got three comments up there. Hold on. I got to talk to my people. I don't, I don't, wait. Oh, he said new problem. He got a bad itch somewhere. This is Joey. He said he got a bad itch somewhere um, different. I, I, I can't help you with that. That's something that you need to see uh, a doctor about. And uh, he said he thought I was farting this whole time. So you can't hear that? Isn't, I'm glad I let y'all know that that's not what that is. I ain't Putin. I ain't no toot booty. This is the chair. See? 
I can't make it do it now, but it's the chair. It ain't me. I'll make sure to get a better chair watch. It's going to change up on you. Anyways, y'all can catch me here Monday through Thursday, uh, Monday through Friday, 10.30 p.m. for Ask the Hood. If you need any advice, you need any motivation, you just want a good laugh, please tune in. I'm here for about 30 minutes every night. If you have any comments, you can always leave them in my DM or you can email them to me at Hood Unicorn. No, no, you can email them to me at all hustle no fear 92.3 at gmail.com. And um uh I will no tomorrow Saturday you won't see me in the morning. I get to sleep in tomorrow. So I'll see you guys again on Monday morning for um Hood's morning motivation. And we do guided morning motivation. So I'll see you guys then. And if you want to interview or if you're trying to do anything, please jump in my DM, talk to me, or visit me at hoodunicorn.com. So I'm just trying to get better at this thing. And I appreciate all the love and support. And I appreciate you guys, um, you know, tuning in and just really being nice. And thanks, y'all. Wait, I can't end it unless the drink is gone. So. I got a little mouth. I can't undo it. Mm. See, that's the chair. That was the chair. This is a nice Seven on Blanc. I really like that. I like Seven on Blanc. All right, y'all. I'm the Hood Unicorn, and I am out. Peace.